Also, porn tentacle shit, like a third. We don't need to draw the Venn diagram. Hello, Internet, and welcome to the A to Z Horror Cast. This is the Creatively Titled Podcast brought to you by us over at A to Z Horror.com and by the Phantom Podcast Network. Uh, if you haven't yet, you should head on down to downrightcreepy.com slash phantom to check out both our show and uh, you probably already found that one, but all the other shows they have going on over there because it's a pretty legit network uh, these days. I'm Jack, and sitting to my right is Jake. I am here. Yes, indeed. And sitting next to Jake is someone else whose special privilege it is to hate his life right now. It's Mark. Hey guys, yeah, Jack, you got that right. I, I've been fighting a head cold for the last week or so, so uh, apologies in advance for the sniffles and nasal voice that you're probably going to get from me for the rest of the show. Oh, that's gonna oh, be, good. It's going to be that's, that's going to be, be lovely. Fun. Yeah, I bring a high <laughs> level of quality to this podcast. For well. those of you unfamiliar with our Cracker Jack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. Um, in doing that, we spoil the shit out of that movie. Uh, we're doing things a little bit differently this week, because we're big shots now. We got an advanced screener for a movie. Uh, so we're going to be reviewing a, a movie that will come out after the podcast, I think? Yeah. At the time um, of this podcast coming out, it will come out later this week. So, listener, you have a few days, that and then was, you can have your hands on That was a that. normal way to say that. That's a better way to say it than yeah. you, Jack. Um, so what we're going to do this week is we're going to do a spoiler-free section, then a spoiler-y section. Um, yeah. Good work. But we watched 2017's The Void. Uh, we'll get into that soon, which will be a lot of fun. But first, we've got to do the getting drunk part. So on that score, let's do Beers for Fears. Mark, what are your beers for these fears? Absolutely. I'm, I'm hoping, given your earlier statement, that these beers don't have significant spoilers in them. So just be weary of that. Mine does not. It's more of a... Uh, general comment i don't think i'm really spoiling too much you could probably get this one from like the poster um i've drunk this one before but i couldn't for the life of me remember which episode i drank this on this is a uh squatters imperial stout called outer darkness um yeah, pretty self-explanatory that's good it's also sure. a rough beer to drink right. at 10 30 in the morning yeah <laughs> also it comes in cans right. now which i don't know how i feel about that for the longest time this was only available in like those gigantic glass bombers but now you can buy them yeah. in a six-pack of cans. So hmm. Nice. God help us. <laughs> All right, Jake, how about you? What are your beers for these fears? Uh, mine is also not spoilery. At least I don't think so, uh, because it's kind of like one of those poll quotes that's right there in the trailer, uh, listener, so don't get mad at me if you feel this is spoilery. But mine is, it's by Narragansett, which I tend to drink a lot of, but this is part of their Lovecraft series, and it's called Unnameable Black Lager. Mostly the Lovecraft okay. thing. Yeah. Because this is pure cosmic horror. <laughs> That's not bad. Um, I've got uh, I've got a beer this week that does contain some minor spoilers, so I'll dance around that a little bit, because if you don't know what the spoilers are, you won't know which part of it is spoilers. Um, I'm wow. drinking Outburst that IPA. Both, that was both by Elegant and Pithy. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Outburst IPA by Pyramid. Um pyramid because the black triangle is the symbol of the void in this movie and because of Fair. something that happens at the very end of the movie that isn't really a spoiler um and then also outburst because of other things that happen in the movie i feel like that's not spoilery that's okay okay yeah frankly i've, so. I've seen the movie at this point and i have no idea what, and i don't what know what you're, you're trying to reference yeah. <laughs> what the hell well we'll <laughs> talk about it when movie? we talk about 
Did you accidentally we'll talk about watch... it when we talk about this movie, and I will let you know why I won this week. Did you accidentally watch the 2016 version? <laughs> is there a 2016 version? That's there, there's weird. like seven there different The Voids yeah. on on IMDb. <laughs> Unsurprisingly, generic name, a lot of yeah, movies. yeah, yeah, um, yeah. We did it. Barely. <laughs> Ordinarily on the program, this is the point of the show where we'd be telling you about what else has been rocking our horror world over the last week, but it is the first Monday of the month when this thing will drop, so our loyal listeners will know that that means it's time for the Horror Release Roundup. Um, if you head over to our website, we'll, we'll toss you a full list of everything that's coming out over the, the month of April for 2017. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, maybe. In the horror world. We try. Yeah, uh, we'll give you our thoughts on all of them. Uh, but here on the podcast, we are just going to run down the top one that we're most excited for, bottom one, and maybe a Dark Horse pick. So, Jake, why don't you uh, hit us with your top one? What's your most anticipated? Uh, mine's Phoenix Forgotten. Look, I don't think yeah. I don't think it's going to be particularly difficult this month. It's a little lighter than what we saw certainly last month with the releases. And we have a found footage flick that's done in a really interesting way. Seemingly, it it looks like a straight up throwback to the Blair Witch style of filming, like they went out of their way to use equipment from the time, because if it's not abundantly clear from the name of the movie, this is about the Phoenix Lights and follows some people through a journey, whatever that may be. So it's using equipment that would be accurate for the time. It was a really well done trailer, didn't give you anything, didn't lean on the whole like this is based on true events bullshit which, that just handholds which is amazing right this is yeah. actually based on true events and they more said so than more so than like oh your normal like, based on true events thing one Ab- time some guy got killed in north dakota yeah. based on true events <laughs> Ab- yeah. absolutely and then and they don't you, evoke it at all it's amazing i'm giving them like plus 10 points just for that right and then you have kind of like i would say the biggest credit you can give it prior to a movie coming out as you have Ridley Scott behind it. And if Ridley Scott's behind something, that's a good sign. But this is an alien movie, at least in some way, shape, or form, right? And you got that guy behind it, so he knows what <laughs> he he's doing. He knows a little something about that. Yeah, so <laughs> I would say that the excitement level is... This would probably take the cake in almost any month. Uh, and it kind of hit us out of not necessarily nowhere, but it wasn't you know one of those that you've been seeing trailers for since the Super Bowl. It's just not that kind of movie, so that that makes me a little more excited. I like these that fly a bit under the radar, anyway. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go next. I also chose Phoenix Forgotten. Yeah, um, because yeah. come the fuck on. Yeah. It also just the trailer is super well put together. They mm-hmm. show you enough to get you interested, but they don't show you actually anything. Yep. It's it's fascinating. And what the Phoenix Lights came out or not came out? The Phoenix Lights happened in 1997. Seven. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yep. So like the. I like that it's not super high def and all that shit. It's the kind of camera you might have in 1997 if you were just a guy. Yes. So um, I'm very excited for this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I picked it. Mark? Mine's also Phoenix Forgotten. We've we've belabored the yeah. point. I, I want to talk about a few others uh, that, that stood out to me this month. There weren't oh. a ton, honestly. There's only 12 movies this month, which is stark contrast to last month when there were like 26 or something. Sure. Um, so sure. the other one that 
I thought was interesting, uh, notably not found footage, was Colossal, which is the Anne Hathaway one where she's, for some reason... This looks like like a ton of fucking fun. She's like psychically linked to the Cloverfield monster. (laughs) 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 Yeah, dude, that's... uh, Yeah, that... It's horror adjacent, I think. I mean, it is a monster movie, um, but it's probably more comedy than anything else. This yeah. and, and, and Jason Sudeikis. Jason Sudeikis. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Great cast. Uh really interesting concept. Honestly, like, how the hell do you even come up with that? It's so unique. And like in the trailer, she seems to have no idea like why it happened or that it's happening for a while. Like yeah. Until Super she until she has a nervous tick where she scratches her head. Which is <laughs> not really a nervous tick. That's not how that works, but <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm really excited for that one to come out. That's gonna be exciting. yeah. That looks like a ton of fun. Definitely gonna see that. Uh, yeah. Um, so th- so there you go. Phoenix Forgotten is my top one. Colossal is my one B. Were there any other one Bs that you guys had? So that this entire segment isn't just Phoenix Forgotten. Um, no, because my other one B is my dark horse pick. So okay, fair um, enough. Um, yeah, I have like a one A and a one B for dark horse. So I'm just gonna go ahead <laughs> okay. and not put it here. Okay. <laughs> no, I mean, there is it's, also it's um, so clear this month. It's so clear. We've never had a clean sweep, by the way, listener. <laughs> no, so, is that no. true? This is the first one. We've never had a clean sweep. Interesting. Okay, in over a year doing this. Well, Mark, you sometimes pick. What was that bullshit movie you picked? Uh, Alone, Alone in the, in the Ghost, Ghost House. House. God, yeah, you picked damn that it. for some reason. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't pick the dark tapes, Mark. That's the thing. I feel like I feel like if I if I'm the one that goes first, that's the only case in which the clean sweep is possible. Because if I'm the one, if I go second or last, I don't pick the same as what you guys. Have Mark, picked. we you just had just a clean sweep, last. and you went last. No, I went first. I went first we when we not. wrote the thing. Oh, uh, it wouldn't have mattered. <laughs> You're breaking the that. illusion that we're yeah. just coming up with these off the top of our head. Yeah, we're yeah. just riff raffing. Yeah, no practice. <laughs> that's actually that's actually what does probably. That even mean? <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Fuck, we're moving past this. Jake, what is your bottom one? What are you least excited for? My God. Rupture. I'm least excited for Rupture. Um, Yeah. Part of this is not really fair because I have heard that this movie is some dog shit. Um, However, I couldn't really tell, like, the what's or the why's from the trailer. It doesn't look particularly poorly filmed. And as we try to do, courtesy of Mark originally, like, several months ago, well, like, almost a year ago at this point. Oof. Yeah. Skim past the ones that are just, like, not worth our discussion, right? And then get to one that is actually potentially going to disappoint. And I think this is going to be the case. Like, this is a horror movie that it just doesn't... I don't understand how it's going to find its thread. I'm arachnophobic. It threw spiders in the end, so that turned me off even more. And I also <laughs> so- really got hung up on the fact that during the middle of the trailer for this horror movie... It pops up with, like, the, from the producer of American Sniper? Like, what? (laughs) How is that even related? Like, that's not going to get... If I'm an American Sniper fan, I'm not excited for this movie. Those, like, are not... They're not even close to related. Like, it doesn't make any sense. But I think American Sniper was a quality film. It was, but it's, like... He's throwing shit at the chalkboard, man. Yeah. No, I'm with you. And I, I, uh, I picked Rupture as my bottom one, also. I had not heard anything about this movie. Um... I, and watching it, like, I don't know why exactly, but it just looks off. I Like, I know I don't want to see it. I can't yeah. pinpoint exactly why, but it does look bad. Well, it's just so on the nose, right? They're they're explicitly just like, let's see what scares you. And they just throw out a bunch of different fears. Like, there's not... 
it's just a it's just a rail car through a bunch of random set pieces involving general common phobias. Like it's not it's not exciting. Yeah, it's yeah. not unique. Yeah. Right. So, that, Mark, are we having the the clean sweep of bottom one too? No, we're not. Uh, I do want to chastise Jake just for a second. You can't put something in your bottom one because it scares you more than the rest of them. Arachnids right, for a horror movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that that uh, should give it bonus you, points. You, you can. Horror movies are to scare you. I know, but there's like a, it's like a, it's different. It's different with spiders. It's like I just don't want to be. I don't want that. There's like things that scare me that I also seek out in terms of horror movies, but I hate. There's a line. How about we call it, put it that way? Put it that way. Sure. There's a line, sure. and spiders are probably the only thing on the planet that are way fucking over the line for me. Like I don't want to see a spider ever. The don't line is a dot to them. <laughs> the line is a dot. Yeah. Nice. Science. My my dark um, horse is the eyes, uh, which is like a pretty blatant. Saw Wait, your dark off. horse or your bottom one? Sorry, my bottom one is uh, the God eyes. damn it! I was it's about a big difference. I was about to lose my shit on you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't speak words. Um, it's like a pretty blatant saw ripoff. It seems there's like a group of stranger- strangers sitting around a table, and there's a muffled voice coming through a speaker system that says, "We know what you've done." <laughs> and then yeah, but one of those shot strangers is Big Pussy Bompensiero from from uh, The Sopranos. Yeah, so that's a all, thing. all things considered, this has a decent cast, which is actually probably one of the main reasons why it's in my bottom one. It's it's like, it's wasted talent. And I mean, it's not yeah, like sure. it's a star-studded blockbuster that you'd see come out in theaters or anything like that, but you, you'd recognize a lot of these actors, or at least two or yeah. three of them. And seeing them do something like this that maybe the trailer just doesn't do it any favors and it actually is going to turn out okay, it, this looks like hot garbage. <laughs> Fair enough. It's funny right, Jake, that we mentioned uh... the actors, though, because to me, like, that was one of the worst acted trailers of the crop for the entire month. Like, it there was bad acting in good. that trailer. Yeah, there I don't was. Know, it just threw me off, man. Yeah. I'm is, not excited for that either. It is. That type of acting is, I think, pretty hard to pull off, too, if you don't have a lot of experience, the, like, right. torture, torture-y acting, where you're yeah. in a very stressful and, situation. Yeah, just being frantic and desperate. It's It's not easy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. The eyes. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Uh, that one does look tremendously forgettable to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jake, let's uh, let's not end on a negative note. What is your dark horse pick? Or I guess you have two. I have a 1A and a 1B. Uh, the reason I have a 1B is because my 1A, just to be fair, is the movie that I've now seen and that we were reviewing this week. It was The Void. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is, it's a weird timing. It is weird timing, but I uh, to, to be fair to the process, The Void was my dark horse for this month, um, and it shall stay that way for now. We'll see what we think. And we're not it. used to being the kind of big shots who get like advanced know, screeners right? of movies. I know. Well, it wouldn't change anything. I mean, when you look at this trailer, from a trailer standpoint alone, like you can tell this is a lower-budget movie, which it certainly is. And there's a lot of promise in there just from the practical effects standpoint. Like, if you're going to go into this movie, you're watching it for what the effects are going to be, right? And there's just yeah. some cool imagery on top of that with the hooded folks with the dark triangle in their face. I don't know. It just, it's, it's I more love interesting. Design. Oh, it's great. It's more interesting. We'll get into this a lot more later. More interesting looking a trailer and a concept than the vast majority of, of what else is offered. So that's why it's my 1A. 
Could not agree more. Yeah, I'm with you. The trailer, obviously we're all kind of avoiding it because we're just going to talk about it for the rest of the podcast, but the trailer right. is very good. Uh, right. I honestly think if we weren't specifically talking about this one later, it would have come up already in one of the top ones, most likely. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, excellent trailer. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's terrific. Um, so what's your 1B? My 1B is a dark song, and it's kind of tough. This one is so nebulous and opaque that it's... I actually can't remember that one. Toss me a general <laughs> something about it. It's the one that has... It's There are no spoken words. There's a woman and uh, a shaman yep. who looks like the lead singer from the Cave Singers. <laughs> yes. Okay, I remember it's, it now. It's just so bizarre and opaque is the only word I can think to describe it. Um, there's so much ambiguity with what's going on that how beautiful the trailer is makes me think that it has some potential, but I just don't know. So that's why I'm throwing it in here because it's really towing a line. Uh, I'm probably, to be honest with you, going to wait and see what's, what's being said about it once it finally releases <laughs> to make that call, which is yeah. cheating a little bit, but Hey, yeah. I think it deserved at least a mention because the trailer does look pretty. It just looks very difficult to put a finger on what the hell it's about. Yeah. I have no idea what's happening in that movie. Right. Um, but I'm, I'm with you. It looks, looks decent. Eh. Um, a distant Mark one. Gives it an eh. <laughs> um, fair enough. Um, so my dark horse, I picked, uh, the night before sure. for my dark horse. Interesting. Um, right. I just think this looks fucking creepy, man. Plus they made a monkey in a suit. Not funny. Picture a monkey in a suit. You're going to laugh. This monkey in a suit looks scary. That's a feat. Is it a monkey in a in a, like a business suit or is it like a like a guy in a monkey suit? It is a no. It's it's a monkey you, in a business suit. Did you watch the trailer? It is a. I honestly don't remember the monkey. It is a chimpanzee in like a tuxedo. A conservative? Is it a tux? I I'm pretty it was like sure a conservative it's a conservative suit. No, I'm pretty sure it's a tux, as opposed to a liberal suit. Absolutely. Either, yeah. Well, Mark, like a dark charcoal <laughs> suit with a white shirt and a dark tie. That's a conservative suit. Oh but my like God. a. Like a seersucker suit and a teal shirt and a wacky tie when you're like some kind of criminal defense attorney, DUI guy. That's that's not a conservative suit. I Unbelievable. See. This is fashion, Mark. What else? A to Z horror fashion corner. Yeah. Yeah. Hello. Um, either way, this movie actually looks creepy. Um, just the whole thing about it. Like, it actually looks creepy. I think it's... They don't show you too much, but they show me enough to got me interested. I, I just... I'm, I think it's going to be really good. So interesting. Pick this my my dark horse. I think it's going to be one of those movies that isn't like stay with you scary for a long time, but will kind of creep me out. Maybe have a couple of good jump scares in there during watching it. So I just didn't think it was a particularly well put together trailer, which has it gives me pause as to the overall level of quality of the movie. And I know those monkey paws. Two totally different things, right? Like, it's so important to try to come out with a good trailer, because when you color someone's opinion, kind of like this one did with me. It just puts you in either the right stance to go into it, which is kind of what happened to the Dark Song, and or the wrong stance, which is what this one did with me. Like, it was almost a little too short, and it's rare for me to comment on a movie being like, oh, the trailer was too short. I like less, but if you're going to do less, you have to do it correctly. Like, with this one, what they chose to include in terms of the narration, which is just pulled straight from the movie itself, there was weird upward inflection to things that made you think that they needed to say something more. I don't know. It just felt a little off to me, but Hey, cool, cool title card. I'll give it that. Yeah. Mark, (laughs) uh, do you have any thoughts on this one? Uh, not particularly. I I think it's going to be a fairly generic home invasion thing. I mean, we've seen this movie before. It's not going to be bad, 
but it's also probably not going to do anything that's all that yeah. new either, so... It might be bad. I, I will say that it's weird that the night before refers to, like, Halloween. the night before Halloween, yeah. right? So clearly, come out in a mid-April. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. Uh, yeah. It's, it's <laughs> poor timing, but, you know, it's, who knows? It's like a Christmas in July type thing. Yeah. So, Mark, what is your dark horse? Slash horses. I also, yeah, I also have a 1A, 1B. I want to touch on the 1A second. I'm going to go 1B first. Oh uh, this is, <laughs> the, I, I'm just, I'm just utterly baffled by this one. Uh, it's the dark tapes. I'm including it because, you, you know, it, it's <sighs> found you. footage. You're I'm really glad you said that, Mark, because I want you to watch it, because I'm curious, but I'm not, I don't think I want to be the one to watch it. So the trailer <laughs> for this one is just, we've been to a billion festivals, and a bunch of people have said really nice things to us. It is 65 straight awards, like, I don't <laughs> understand. <laughs> and... Uh, I was looking at them, I was thinking it might just be that they've got some hustle and they've hit up, like, the local high school film film festival circuit and won a bunch of awards. But, like, these seem like actual legitimate now, festivals Did we look stuff. closely and make sure they didn't win an A to Z Horror Year End Award? Uh, too? <laughs> I am fairly confident they did not. <laughs> In any case, uh, the trailer is god-awful. Oh my god, is it bad. But there's so many awards in there that I and it's found footage that this is eventually gonna work its way. It seems like it's a found footage uh, <laughs> anthology thing. So it's exactly that's what it is. So hard so up my he, alley that this is just gonna find its way on at some point. Here's the the trailer described itself as VHS mixed with the Twilight Zone with a touch of the X Files, and that sounds like everything I want to see. I don't think it'll be that. No. So Mark, bite the bullet here. Tell me how it is. Yeah, it's probably gonna be a little while because I have a backlog. That is very large right now, but um, I'll, yeah. I'll circle back on it eventually, I'm sure. God, no. They use that mask from the that episode of the Goosebumps. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> Unbelievable. It's ridiculous. It's on the poster. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, uh, so. my, my 1A is one that is actually pretty surprising to me because I usually don't like this type of movie. Uh, Ooh. Ooh. Namely, the, the period piece movies. This is oh. a voice voice from the stone. Um. I kind of went through like an interesting emotional roller coaster when I when I was watching this. I was like, "Oh, good, another period piece ghost story or whatever." And then they did some kind of interesting things that uh, that actually seemed interesting. Uh, some interesting things that seemed interesting. I'm you're, good. At, you're good at this. Yeah, elegant and pithy. Uh, <laughs> I I don't know if this is going to be all that great. Uh, it's Amelia Clark, who's Khaleesi from Game of Thrones, as the lead actress in it. And spoilers. God. It's actually from the poster, so I mean... No, no. <laughs> Spoilers for Game of Thrones. Okay, sorry. Season two, three? Yeah, it's okay, my bad. Five years ago? Yeah. Spoilers are our thing, man. Uh, you just didn't expect it for Game of Thrones. In any case, uh, she's a nanny and she's looking after this kid who is, uh, I guess, haunted by his dead mom's ghost or something like that. There's ghosts in the walls. He tries to kill himself, and then he tries to kill her, and then she tries to kill herself. Everyone's trying to kill everybody. It, I don't know. It could be interesting. It's my it looks horse. like it follows a very similar arc to the others, at least in terms of feel. Yeah. So it's going to be pacing. your new favorite horror movie, Jack? <laughs> the others is not my favorite horror movie, despite oh. what our website may say. Oh. If I had the power to change it, I would. You know, there's just nothing I can do. No, it's, yeah, it's <laughs> it's, shit is written it's... in stone, you might say. Exactly. Absolutely. We wrote it in stone, and we emailed it to Google, and there's nothing we can do from there. Nope. <laughs> all right, I liked that joke. That was pretty good. All right, let's Fuck. get out of so, here. I mean, that's all we got. April's kind of a good month, though. I'm I'm excited. There's some good shit coming out. Oh, I'm not. 
I think it's a bad month. So there we go. Disagreement. We disagree. It's not. It's not as good as March. I'll tell you that much. March had some talent. It's got some talent. Eh. Get me the fuck out of here. We talked about every movie. I swear to God. No, we didn't talk about Denure. But now we did. <laughs> <laughs> Over at AtoZHorror.com this week, we watched 2017's The Void. Um, if you're listening to this the day it comes out, which will be April 3rd, then The Void will come out like four days from then, now? Yeah, it comes out Friday. Yeah. It's April, coming out on April 7th. April 7th, Friday. That would have been a better way to say that. It Elegant would've. and pithy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what it's going to say on my tombstone, Mark. Um <laughs> And so before we get into talking about the actual movie, um, we're going to do a spoiler-free, then a spoiler-filled thing. So, Mark, why don't you hit us up with, like, a summary of the movie, just kind of what it's about vaguely, but not like our normal 30-second plot synopsis. We'll do that later uh, with the game and all that stuff. But for now, just, like, kind of what's the movie about? Non-spoilers. Sure. Uh, We basically follow um, a cop, the main character. Uh, He finds a guy on the side of the road, uh, takes him to a hospital... And eerie shit starts happening. Essentially, they find themselves besieged by the uh, triangle-faced cultists who you've seen from the trailer. Uh, And it's just a struggle of the people inside of the hospital versus the people outside of the hospital. And it deepens from there. Uh (laughs) That's pretty good. Um, What we should do is uh, talk about what in the fuck subgenre this thing fits into, though. Sure. And this this um, might have some minor spoilers in it. Uh, I don't think very minor. I don't think we need to dance around these. You you probably have a pretty decent estimate of what type of movie this is. I think anything that's in the trailer, like you can get any of the ones we're going to come up with from stuff that's in the trailer. I mean, it's pure cosmic horror. It's the general ones that go along <laughs> with pure cosmic horror. Yeah. So, Mark, hit us up. What in the fuck subgenre does this thing fit into? Uh. Controversial opinion here. I'm gonna go with cult. Uh, I know that's one that you guys have have fought against in the past, uh, but this is like literally, there's cultists in robes, right? With knives, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, so. if that's a subgenre, this fits into it. I that, think that's, I said that before. That's the controversial part. I think that is a subgenre. Yeah. I'm standing by it. <laughs> yeah. Um, fair enough, Jake. How about a second one? Yeah, I mean, to touch on what we've both mentioned now, Mark and I being both. Uh, that pure cosmic horror line really lends itself to supernatural. You can't really have yeah. that without this, having a and supernatural this is element. Supernatural. It is. Yeah. And listener, don't take too much from that. We're not going to go in depth on that right now. But there's obviously going to be some element of this is not of the Earth as well, we know it and the laws of nature and physics. I mean, in, so, in the trailer, you see some tentacle shit coming on. There's so. tentacle shit. That's very supernatural. Octopi, yeah. very supernatural. <laughs> we should clarify non-Japanese tentacle shit. Those are two different bins of tentacle shit. Also, porn <laughs> tentacle shit, like a third. The, we don't need to draw the Venn diagram. <laughs> Wait, is there Japanese non-porn tentacle shit? Uh, umami? No, that's not tentacle. Um, <laughs> sushi? He's just talking about sushi. <laughs> no, no, he thinks he's talking about uni. Yeah, I thought he I was said talking umami, about, which is I the did. fifth flavor, it's like the, the savory yeah, that's flavor. The savory flavor. I got them mixed up. They're basically the same. They start and end with the same blah sound. Ooh and I. Unagi or uni? Yeah, yeah. either one. It's an Jack, your mistake. turn. What subgenre ah! does this belong to? <laughs> this is an independent movie. Um, yeah, uh, I think it, 
it's independently released, independently produced, and it does better job than many independent movies with a lot of the effects and shit. It's still very much an independent. Well, we'll movie. we'll talk about that for sure. But you're definitely you're definitely right. Like these guys crowdfunded their effects, and they got yeah. like eighty grand to do it. Which we'll comment on how well they, what kind of mileage they got out of that soon. So. Sure, sure. Yeah, and Mark, not to, got anything else? Not to conflate oh. uh, independent with low budget, but do either of you guys know off the top of your head what the budget for this was? I was trying to find it, and I couldn't find it anywhere. Uh, I couldn't find it either. I couldn't either. I just know that if the effects budget, well, not even probably all of it, but it's low. It's absolutely low. Interesting, because it does not seem low. Yeah, spoilers. That being so. said, uh, segue spoilers for the review. Yeah, segue into my next one, uh, Splatter. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep, it's not ubiquitous. Some of the splattering like is more, but some of the splattering is more supernatural than I think your ordinary splatter movie. Yeah, but there's but. also still a lot of splatter. Yeah, there is. Yeah, there is. Um, Jake, you got anything else? Um, we don't have it on the list, but this is, and I don't think we should either. But this is very much Mark used the word, and I I totally agree with it. I think we at least need to mention it again. He used the word besieged, and this is really a siege movie. Like, that's kind of a sub... We could almost have a sub-subgenre of, like, home invasion, which is simply right. siege that's happening. Like, right. your assault on Precinct 13 sort of things, old-school Carpenter, and that's really kind of what this was... I mean, it was what it was going for to an extent, where you have, like... Yeah, that movie The Squad would fit in there, yeah. There are a I'd lot be, that do, I'd be willing but, to give you home invasion if you wanted to call this home yeah, invasion. Yeah, I don't, though. I want to call it siege, so... <laughs> Siege. All right, good. Siege. <laughs> it's like that Steven well Seagal movie. <laughs> Jesus. Jack, you have any more? Uh, yeah, I think this is a uh, psychological movie a little bit, just because of the way it plays with the main character's head, the, the police officer. It's like a lot of that is the, like, making him and the viewer feel isolated and fucking with his safeguards and that kind of thing. So I don't, I don't think it's a full on psychological movie in the way that like the invitation was, but it definitely is trying to do a lot of like psychological things like that. That's fair. Uh, I'm running out of categories, so I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with one of the jokes uh, that we have on here and go with trees. There's trees in this movie. It's not a joke. It's a real one. People hide behind (laughs) trees uh, and then they jump out. There's the definitely trees. trees. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jake, you got anything else? Or are we done now that Mark's taken trees? We're done. All right. <laughs> so let's start talking about this thing. Spoiler free. We're still going to be spoiler free. Yeah. I think um, I think a good way to do it, Jack, is and not steal your thunder, would just be <sighs> to, yeah, I don't know if you're going to go there. And frankly, I have the perfect way to do this. And that's to say, hey, this is what this movie did right. This is what it could have done better or that it did wrong to be negative. Just go from there. So I'm going to toss it over to Mark. Mark, what did this movie do right to you? Uh, I'm going to start with the concept. I okay. We've seen similar stuff before. It's not like wholly new. But I will say, I don't think I've seen this movie before. You know, sitting down and watching a lot of the ghost movies or home invasion movies or whatever that, you know, populate the Netflix, the free Netflix streaming stuff. You've seen all of those movies before, even if you haven't seen that specific one. And this yeah. follows its own narrative arc. Uh, I completely agree. It's a unique story, and it's pretty well done. Yeah, I, I sort of agree. Okay, I, I, I no, spicy I, opinion. 
Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I do agree with you. Um, I don't feel the way you put it is correct, Mark. You sold it the right way. I sit down and watch this thing and I don't feel like, okay, I've, I've seen this movie before. This thing is overwrought. Like there are a ton of movies like this out there, but at the same time, and I think it's something that it was going for, like every single movie that is in the genre that it is paying its respects to are so obvious. Like its influences are so kind of on the nose at times that I kind of found myself going from point A to point B. Of, there's this movie. Oh, there's now we got this one. Oh, okay. Here's this homage. There was there were a lot of things going on that were just sort of love letters to the genre. Not that that's a bad thing. I think it did it in an interesting way, and the end result was a whole that is different. Uh, but I just want to get that out there. Yeah, love Fair letters. So Jake, love letters are great as long as they're not sure. blatant copy pastes from the other movie, which this was not. Right. That's, I mean, you're supposed to stand on the shoulders of giants, right? That's how you and make that, that's progress. one thing that uh, I talked about it last week. Get Out has going for it. It is, does it very well in the same way. It's love letters without just ripping off. Yeah. Sure. And and those are there in this movie too. Uh, Jake, mm-hmm. what, what do you think this thing does right? The effects. I mean, let's be real. Yeah. Like when you watch the trailer, it, without saying it, is certainly promising and all out balls to the wall, just practical effect fucking crazy movie yep and for the most part that's what you get uh i was astounded frankly at the mileage they got from the effects especially after learning how much they were able to get to make those effects i think that when we talk about those a lot of the time we talk about there being a budget for every movie and needing to know as a filmmaker what you can and cannot get away with from an effects standpoint, because you can easily blow things out and then have nothing left to make the rest of your movie. Right. Granted, and, and we give a lot of credit for knowing what your limitations are when you can't do it. And I think that they towed that line absolutely perfectly because you saw some amazing looking practical, but you also saw them do it in an intelligent way that a lot of the time did not require them to show you too much of anything exactly but it was still when that was happening lending itself to the atmosphere that they were trying to create with this one so i thought it was brilliant yeah no i i that was going to be the thing that i thought it did well too for Mm me um it's the the effects are staggering i was blown away they're great yeah the Uh, really good job the funny thing i i also i mean obviously the effects are a significant portion of the movie um, but what's funny is despite the magnitude of the effects and it's, oh, it's high, mm-hmm. I still want to give it credit for judicious lack thereof. Oh yeah. No, I think Jake's right. They towed the That's, line. Like, yeah, they went balls to the wall and did some banana stuff, but like clearly but there was stuff they wanted to do and maybe yeah. even tried and couldn't like they showed restraint too. Yeah. They do uh, this thing that I don't, not to cut you off Mark, but they do this thing that I don't see very often at all. And again, it's just respect to being able to acknowledge where you are as a filmmaker and with what budget you have to work with. But they do this thing where they are both in one scene showing you all of these crazy effects and simultaneously not showing you certain things and leaving that up to the imagination. And I thought that was like a really interesting way to go about things. Something that I don't see a lot of. Well, and certainly a lot of what they do to hide the effects is lighting based. This movie has actually... Pretty interesting lighting. I'm probably going to bring that up uh, in the it's what it does really wrong dark. category mm-hmm. more. But uh, I understand the necessity of having the lighting be the way it is. But honestly, I feel like they just they, they knew they couldn't make something look good, so they just put it in the shadows, essentially. Sure. Uh, absolutely. I, yeah. yeah, 100%. So. Yeah. So you can, uh, you can see the budget 
is the thing. I, they did yes. a good job. They did a phenomenal job with the budget, but you can yes. tell that they were on a budget. Strapped. Yeah, hey, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, the, I was gonna say effects were the thing that I thought they did right, but I'll, I'll go with something else. I thought the pacing of this movie was handled very, very well. Yeah, um, tight night. I think it. it yeah, it's a tight 90, and, and there's never a part... Like, I think they do the right amount of build-up, throwing you just enough kind of weird stuff going on, and then they, they hit it pretty hard and it goes nuts after that. Like, a lot of movies kind of follow that thing, but it's easy to fuck up pacing. This pacing felt pretty similar to Black Mountainside, just a little bit more escalated. Wow. Nope. Um, in in <laughs> terms of, for the first part, how much stuff is happening, not very much, and then kind of when the turning point happens, I think are all pretty similar. Obviously, I think this one ramps way more up than Black So, Side, I agree yeah. with you about the trajectory. Like, if you were to draw a line of, like, ramp upage for the movie as a whole, but that what that would look like if you put those both on the same plane would be y this axis. one is, like, way fucking axis. Way <laughs> yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. above. Yeah. This is a lot yeah, less of a Side. slow burn than, yeah. uh, than Black Mountain Side. Yeah, sure. it's the opposite of a slow burn. I wrote three separate times in my notes, it just went zero to 60. Which means, yeah. I guess it just went from, like, zero to 180 <laughs> yeah. over the course of, like, ten minutes. One <laughs> scene sure. would have to be like, wow, that just ratcheted it up. And then the next scene would have to be like, wow, that just ratcheted it up even more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so what are we talking about things it did wrong now? Still one, one more thing, okay one more thing, thing that it did right. I fucking love those costumes, man. <laughs> yep. Oh yeah. The cultists look great. Well, if we're going to get into that, if we're jumping in that boat, I'm going to go ahead and praise the posters as well. The art for this movie as a whole. I want one of these posters so badly. There are I like don't know how to find three it. separate posters that all, all of them are like my favorite poster I've ever seen. So good job yeah. guys. Yeah. That's that does what happens have a very cool you don't poster. have to give all of your shit to some giant production company. He's just going to rape it. Like, it's so cool. <laughs> As the guy yeah. who puts together the montage thing for Horror Release Roundup every month, I've developed some, like, very strong opinions about poster design, and these guys are doing it right. Yes. Yeah, they nailed it. It's cool. Absolutely. Cool as shit. Absolutely. Um, Let's talk about what yeah. it did wrong. All right, Mark. What it did wrong, I kind of wanted to talk about lighting here uh i understand like i said earlier i understand the necessity there's a lot of shadow there's a lot of not really being able to make out what's happening on screen but beyond that dude if you are epileptic yeah you're don't watch mickey time. keening and don't watch this movie because <laughs> yeah. you will have a seizure this i don't know if it was the head cold thing but i felt like organically this movie gave me a bit of a headache just from strobe lights happening yeah yeah so the first time I watched this, it was I've, I've watched it kind of one and a half times just because I liked it so much and I had some free time. But the first time I watched it, I was in, it was the middle of the day and like I was having trouble blocking all the light out of the room and I had a really hard time telling what was going on in some scenes because of how dark it was and then it was kind of light in the room. The second time around, I watched it in the darkness and it was awesome, but yeah, it's still dark. Yep. So to your. Yeah. To your point, Jack, it's actually my my thing that I don't think it did the best job of actually stems from what you just said about it was a better experience in the dark. Sort of stems from it. This is definitely one of those movies that is in what we talked about, about it being somewhat of an homage to a lot of different movies. This is definitely going for more of that, hey, 80s low budget midnight movie sort of thing it is not resting on its story and if you really think about the story arc as a whole and everything that's developed like there's not a lot there to be praised sure i just don't think that you're going into this movie for the story and no, it didn't no, focus definitely. on that by any stretch so 
while it could have done a slightly better job, I, I think that I'm basically putting a caveat on my on my what it did wrong. Could have done a better I, job, I, but at the same yeah. time, if you want to keep this thing paced as quickly, frankly, as it's paced, then I don't think you want to belabor the point. So, eh, yeah, grain yeah. of salt, grain of salt thing. Yeah, I, the, I'm with you. And review spoilers, like, this movie did a lot right. It's kind of hard to shit on it because it did a lot of stuff really right. So what I think it didn't do perfectly was I don't, I can't really pinpoint if it was the acting or the dialogue, but either the lines themselves or the way they were delivered. I didn't love the actual dialogue of this movie. Like, I agree. Where characters are speaking to one another. Yeah. Um, I thought that was one of the weakest parts of the movie. Not, didn't render it unwatchable or even get close to that, but it was one of the weaker parts of the movie. Yeah. Certainly. Uh, I wanted to jump in a little bit on what Jake had to say. Um, the, we're giving it a lot of credit for the story being unique and whatever, like, like we did earlier, but there is a lot here that just does not get developed. Um, there's a whole character that I have no idea why they exist. Uh, just, they're just (laughs) shoehorned straight into the plot and I don't, I don't get how they came to be. We don't get much character development on any end. Yeah. You get some from the the main. Uh, there, there's a relationship between two of the main characters, and that gets developed to some extent. But yeah, outside of that, uh, and maybe one of the other characters, yeah, it's it's basically just the peanut gallery is is there, and they go to them when you need to. Okay, I'm glad you stopped talking because Jake is making some baffling hand gestures. And I don't know what he wants to say. I but feel like we're getting something. dangerously close to just wanting to talk about this thing. So I say there's there are going to be no shocks here. Give it a would you recommend this to someone or not? And let's just get into the spoiler part because right. we're we're tiptoeing around a lot of things. So, listener, I think Mark, you know what we're going to say. Would you recommend say. this? Yes, recommend. Okay, Jake, hard recommend. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. Hard recommend. This is this is a, yes. Watch this movie. <laughs> um, I don't know. Again, we're big shots. We saw this on a on a screener. I don't know how you would get a, probably on rented on Amazon I would imagine wow. on yeah I think it's 7th. I think it's available on all VOD platforms coming Friday so VOD look at you Mr. Industry yeah I don't think they say that in the industry so <laughs> yeah holy all shit right. let's let's get into spoilers yeah AKA so if the feature presentation yeah uh, we will not be having a fourth segment this week so if you don't want this spoiled you, you're done with the podcast give it a thumbs up and close the app bye no, 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 I'm reading the book. All right, it's time. We uh, we breezed through the it's non-spoiler time. part. It's fucking time. So now this is going to be spoiler laden. Um, oh, chock full. Here, check it out. The main characters end up in hell. There, I spoiled it. Well, kind of. Um, you did, kind of. You did yeah, a very bad really a job of spoiling it. Good job. <laughs> All right, Mark, we'll do a good job of spoiling it. Hit us with a... We're going to do our 30-second plot synopsis. And, Mark, you know what that means. 30 seconds will be on the goddamn clock. I was not that prepared for this section. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. You just jump right thing. in. Yeah, you just 30 seconds right are on the goddamn clock. It starts when you start. Hit us a plot summary. 
Okay, our main character's a cop. He finds a bloodied meth head on the side of the road, takes him to the nearby hospital where shit starts to get real. They're besieged by a bunch of triangle-headed cultists. Their heads aren't actually triangles, they just wear a triangle symbol thing. But the actual evil <laughs> is inside the hospital where there's a shape-shifting monster that kills everybody. Turns out the main doctor was a cultist guy who's been slowly rebuilding hell in the basement of the hospital. Uh, basically, shit gets real from there. The cop delves deep into the depths of hell to find his wife who has been kid well, ex-wife who has been kidnapped. Uh, and then they end up literally in the void at Time. the very end. Good job. Yeah, I got You did a very good For, job. That might be one of the strongest yeah. plot summaries. Especially considering how fucking hard it is to describe this movie. So This movie bravo. is bananas. Yeah. <laughs> bravo. And also, yeah. though, I will berate you because you just said not hell, and then you use the word hell like three times in your well, plot synopsis. easier than saying hell, not hell. It's worse than <laughs> Mark. Mark. There Mark. is okay, okay, okay. In Mark. my defense, Mark. in my defense, they don't Mark. end up in hell. Mark. They pass through hell. They end up in the void. Great, <laughs> great. Because there is the one scene, and we'll, I'm it, sure we'll talk about it in a moment. But they literally say, "Oh, we're in hell." They yeah. end up in Alaska, <laughs> <laughs> but like Egyptian Alaska. Well, no, that's kind of like what I'm saying, though. That wasn't really meant to be a joke. Like, have you heard the whole lore behind the Dark Pyramid? Not really. Yeah. Fucking crazy, dude. Okay, well, anyway. So that's kind of was part of my beer selection was Pyramid, because that's how the movie ends. Yeah, I can't right? get Pyramid out here. I probably would have gotten a Pyramid beer. Yeah. Yeah. And then Outburst, there's stuff coming well, out of women's bodies instead of babies. There's an Outburst in almost eh. any horror movie of some sort. Ah, I will not, not I will others. not give you Outbursts. But you I will should give, give you me Pyramid. Outburst. No, I'm not going to. Oh. Well, the, the tentacles Outburst. Eh. And plus, not if really. you want to not That's give like it to me just because reality. it happens in... If you don't want to give it to me just because it happens in other horror movies, yeah. then I'm taking away all credit you've ever gotten on, <laughs> on this that segment. <laughs> all credit anyone has ever gotten. The only acceptable beer is Rainier. Yeah. And Iron Butt for the Roddy Rowdy movie. That was the worst one. That was so time. bad, Jack. It was so good. <laughs> it was incredibly dumb. <laughs> it was so bad. He's a beefcake, you guys. Uh, also, Colossus has an iron button. That was in X Men. So multiple. Uh, there, so no credit. Oh my god! <laughs> Let's get to the actual movie we're supposed to be discussing. <laughs> See, this uh, feels a lot yeah. more natural now. It's hard to talk without spoilers. Now we're back into our typical all yeah. out, <laughs> all that, out. Now shit that we've show. removed the constraints, we're free to talk about anything we want, like Row Rowdy Roddy and the X Men. And it goes Dragon Ball Bone will probably come up. My favorite oh, move is the, the Destructo disc. <laughs> the size of Frazier's apartment. <laughs> Alright, so now we're, we're unshackled by the, uh, the limitations of, of spoiler-free discussion. What, what do we want to talk about? First thing I want to talk about. Yes. Oh boy. We, it was brought up many times in the trailer. Well, once in the trailer, and then you belabored the point in your horror release roundup. How does this movie stack up against uh, The Thing? It's not as good as The Thing. Valid, yeah, no. but the thing's one of the. Best I, I'm not offended that they time. made the comparison. I yeah. am not either. Uh, I, and that's bold praise, I think. Yeah. Well, I don't it think it's like the thing in the in the sense that the effects are done in a very similar way and to pretty much equal effect. Yeah, it's hard to use. I think effect the effects are as effect. good as they are uh, now. Yeah. To be fair, this is uh, <laughs> many years later. Yeah. Yeah. It's not as good as the thing. It's not as good as, as a the movie, thing, but no. I don't think they're they're not conflating the quality of the two movies. They're conflating the fact that there's a shape shifting monster. 
it's a comparison I might have drawn had it not been done for me in the trailer. I organically did draw that comparison, actually. I, I had seen the trailer before, so maybe it was, like, seeded in there. I watched it kind of uh, haphazardly, like, two or three weeks ago, not really thinking about it. And then when I, wa- I had written, or I had watched this movie before I went back to HRR to write it, uh, to write my parts, and... So I hadn't given away all our processes, man. I hadn't seen the trailer recently when I'd watched this movie and the first two, the like before they delve into the void, essentially into, into hell. Um, there's, there's two like shape shifting monster scenes. And yeah, by the second one, I was like, they're very clearly trying to evoke the thing. I mean, it's, there was a pretty obvious comparison there. Absolutely. I mean, there. when you have a dead cranium on the ground with just giant tendrils, like, flip-flapping at that certain speed, like, all hectic-like, and there's that <laughs> sound, it's the thing. That's what it is. <laughs> it is. No joke. And, like, and fair. It's good. Sure. It was great. Yeah. I oh, liked it. I'd be pissed off I if the worst movie had tried to invoke the thing. Yeah, so we're, we're jumping past, like, really the first couple scenes, which doesn't really matter. Like nothing really happens in this movie that makes sense at least until they get to this hospital. And really all it is, is that that cop, right? I'm not going to remember any names and that's a bit to the detriment of the movie. That's what I was talking about earlier with the story. But doesn't matter. Very similar to the thing and black mountain side in that way. Yeah, exactly. No character development. Also don't care. It doesn't matter. Um, he finds a dude on the side of the road and he needs to bring him to this hospital because it's what's closest, I guess. Is that right? Yeah. So yeah, he yeah. Hospital. It but seems like rural. that was a strange choice on his part. Like that's where he's specifically having a conversation with the dispatcher. Like you should take him to this hospital. Yeah, but this one's closer. Yeah, but you should, you should take him to this hospital. Yeah, but I'm <laughs> not gonna, I'm going to go to this hospital instead. <laughs> As the cop. I thought he took him to the closer one. Yeah, he took he took him to the closer one, but the closer one it like is a level five trauma center that can't do shit for shit. But they that's have like where one it's va- but that's it's where understaffed his wife in like is, a right? rural hospital. Yeah, that's yeah. where his wife is. So that's why ex wife, ex wife. So he could have he could have driven twenty minutes and gone to like an actual hospital. Now they they got divorced because she like lost a child and they couldn't deal with that stress. Is what the movie kind of implies, right? Yeah, yeah. and so this is this is so it's one just of the like the invitation. Yeah, this is yeah. one of the things I was talking about earlier with the with the story praise. Uh, you've seen that note before, right? That is a very common plot. That element. happens in every movie, yeah. Yeah, the estranged <laughs> lovers who still kind of love each other, but there's a tragedy that divides them. I yeah. bet that doesn't yeah. come up at all for the rest of the movie. Oh my god, <laughs> it doesn't matter at all. Anyway, there's a... That's why he goes past hell. God. There's a small crew of characters at this... <laughs> rural hospital this sleepy little nook on the side of the road and they're there for whatever reason there's the old doctor there's the two younger nurses and then there's this trainee that's about it pregnant girl and yep. grandpa because you get pregnant when you're 16 in canada that's how it works is this yep. in canada yeah it's fucking canada you listen to them no <laughs> god Could have been damn. minnesota no, it was. It could abs- not have been Minnesota. It was absolutely Canada. I Jesus, I just realized I was not trying to do an accent there, but I sounded Minnesotan. <laughs> yeah, you did. Jesus Christ, good work, Jack. Yeah. Well, that's what happens when you're Minnesotan. Minnesotan. Well, yeah. Uh, there were for as small a movie as this was, uh, there was a decent cast in it. Um, sure. The yeah. doctor guy was, uh, if you'll remember, he's the guy who hid the scotch in the bookcase in the day after tomorrow. 
Oh, for in sure. like oh, shit. That classic. That I love the Dan Don't Mark. start I talking about the Dan I've walked Mark. farther than that in the snow before. Oh, God. There we go. <laughs> I actually also, do like the scene. I love the scene, actually. No, I don't like. I love the scene where he's pitched a tent in the Wendy's fucking uh, kitchen, and he's like <laughs> using the fryers to heat it up to save himself from the freeze. <laughs> Fuck that movie. God. Oh, I love fuck. that movie so much. God damn it. Okay. Cinematic. Uh, but yeah, I did not realize that was him. Yeah, yeah that's him. Either. Great, Mark. Wow. Thanks. Any other tidbits? Any other brain uh, The trainee nurse girl, whatever her name is, was uh, one of the super villains in uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Either way, I don't really care because, as we had said just a minute ago, like none of these characters matter whatsoever. Um, once Cop gets to hospital with bloodied up dude who we find out is a meth head, and we have like a quick roll call basically of like who's there, right? Shit goes from zero to 60 for the first time. Um, yeah. Pretty quickly, you get a pretty crazy scene, frankly, because it was the first one in the movie like this. Of one of the nurses just going to town on a guy's face, right? She goes nuts. I yeah. was going to say this. There's a lot of eye shit in this movie. If eyes mm-hmm. weird you out, then good. Have fun. And what? <laughs> she, 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 already, she'd already fucking scrambled her brains and torn her eyes out. Is that what had happened? It was dark. That was yeah. a dark scene. It yeah. was dark. It was like an event horizon thing where we're going, we don't need any eyes, right? Uh, well, no, so the cop, there was the cop walks in on the room. Here, man. There is For a lot sure. of event horizon yeah. in this, yeah. Uh, the cop walks into the room and she's basically like, I don't know what the thing on the on the scissor is called, the like fulcrum. I'm gonna call it the knuckle. The scissor is knuckle deep in the guy's skull, and that's through what he walks eyeball. in on through his eyeball. Yeah. yeah. So this is the first yeah. example of them doing a good job with effects while simultaneously hiding some stuff because you can tell what's going on and yes it is gory and yes you do see stuff but also a lot of stuff is hidden just ever so enough ever so slightly by the darkness of the overall scene because they're in a dark hospital room like what would you expect they don't have to overlight that sort of shit i like that it felt natural yeah it worked really really well it did except so they have this recurring theme where people pull their faces off uh, and scramble their brains and scramble their brains and whatnot but the face pull off makeup is pretty clearly bad Uh, it you it's dark they never actually show it outright but it is pretty clearly really bad it honestly what it looks like to me is they took like they just dipped their hands in red paint and then they just put it on their face and that's all you get yeah, it doesn't hold up to the rest of the effects in this movie. I didn't think it was as bad as you did. There were there were a few moments where you can, like, the effects are outright bad looking, and they're always kind of shadowed well. Like, you can't really make it out. But yeah, the faces are really bad. There's a few of the kills where they cut, like, right as the kill is happening so you don't actually see anything, and it's kind of jarring a little bit. Uh, but yeah, I, I really couldn't get past the face makeup a lot of the times. Uh, Yeah, I mean, it didn't look great. At that point, I was kind of like... I was both pleased is a really weird way to describe it. I was satisfied (laughs) with what they'd given us that far with like, all of a sudden you knew it was starting to ramp up. That was your signal, so to speak with her jamming the scissors and her own face and all that. I agree with Mark. Didn't look great. Uh, She comes at him with scissors, cop kills her, shoots her, whatever, like you would uh, as a cop, especially these days. And, like, Whoop. five minutes later, they open a door, and holy fucking shit. 
it's just like all out the thing carpenter practical, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, basically the the nurse comes back alive, turns into whatever shape-shifting monster thing. And I guess it at this awesome. point we've we've been introduced to the to the grandfather and grandson duo or father and son duo or whoever they I are. I don't they are not related. Really? Yeah. Okay. They ran across each other. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just two dudes out killing demons or something. Uh, but Just they two dudes. They come in and they're like, if if you met anyone here, they all can't be trusted. And that's, I think, the moment that we meet the shapeshifter, isn't it? Yeah. Maybe I'm. Maybe I'm have the timeline a little bit no, wrong in my that, head there. That sounds right. So let me. This is the first time it happens in the movie, and I think it's like supposed to be at least at that point. This is to Jack's earlier mention of it being slightly psychological at least with the cop kind of you wonder what's going on in his head at certain points where he's a little shake he's he's shaken by what he'd done right he, he shot and killed someone that's not something you do every day in canada and Who he knew like he was friends <laughs> with these people right and yeah it's a small town yeah for sure and he is like washing his face the whole bit what you typically expect and you get like a quick hitter of some weird cosmic like goo in outer space. And then you have like a couple frames of like a head on the floor with tentacles, just freaking out, squirting out of it. And I wasn't sure at that point if that was supposed to be in his head or not. Doesn't really matter because like two seconds later you get the whole bit where they go into the room and you have a gigantic shape-shifting monster. Yeah. So, yeah. And then, I mean, it kind of progresses into the the remaining crew's descent to hell, right? The the nurse and the old dude are taking care of the pregnant woman, and the rest of them, like, venture on. Well, not quite. So, uh, the cop and the other two guys who are apparently not related venture out uh, outside to get the shotgun. Because at this point, they see see the, the triangle head people outside, and they know they have to defend themselves. And as they're gone... That's a, a yeah, scenes. really, Man. really clear. They're genuinely scary. <laughs> Especially because, like, the, the first time that, the what's his name, Daniel, the cop, sees uh, I don't care. The, the single cultist, and he's just like, hey, man, uh, what, what you doing over there? <laughs> what's, <laughs> what's going on? And then he gets stabbed. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. In any case, while the trio is outside fighting off the cultists, uh, getting the shotgun, the ex-wife goes to get some painkillers for the pregnant lady and is kidnapped. Yep. Kidnapped. Kidnapped. So yeah. that that's the that's the point, right? That's well, what I sure. really... and then they they then they're going to get his ex-wife. They're going to recover his ex-wife. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. What I really like about that particular this is kind of the the second act in the movie is and it's the shortest is it does a really good job of giving you ample opportunity to see that there is both danger from the outside and danger from the inside. Because at this point, at least, there's just crazy like monstrosities that have been introduced to folks to give them enough fear to want to fucking leave that hospital. But if they go outside, hey, look at what you're contending with out here. And they have that sort of understanding sort of epiphany moment where they're like, look, these people out here aren't really trying to attack us. They're not trying to get in. They're trying to make sure we don't get out and they know whatever the fuck is going on in here. And it's not good. Yeah. That sort of understanding is super 
unsettling, right? Like you are fucked if you try to get you are at a fork in the road and both forks lead to not good things, right? Yeah. Yeah, but also if I'm in that situation, I'm gonna choose knife wielding cultists. Me too. One hundred percent of the time. Oh yeah. I at least understand that. Yeah. Yeah. Or think I do. Uh, I feel like I can outrun I feel like I can outrun any number of those guys because their robes are so long that they're gonna like trip on them and shit. Yeah, and you have a shotgun and weapons. Plus, yeah, I've worn a mask that like has a not a triangle on the front of it, but like they can't be seeing all that well. So that's really where this movie falls apart. Yeah, right there. Well, the doesn't make they sense. can't run fast. That's where it falls apart. <laughs> they try and they try and make the whole <laughs> argument too that they can't move the pregnant lady because she's like actively having a child. So well, right. whatever, but dude. Still better off. She shouldn't her. have gotten pregnant. She's like sixteen years old. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the re- <laughs> that's the real lesson here. Jesus, this Christ. is all one big Canadian PSA. Okay, when they're going through hell, this is what I want to talk about. Did you guys get real vibes from As Above, So Below? That reminded yeah. me so much of those. So scenes. what? That's a really interesting point, Jack. Because I was thinking, kind of as we were talking about all the different movies that this made me think of, the vast majority of those were your like '80s horror movies, your Carpenter stuff, Assault on Precinct 13, The Thing, and then it got into some Lovecraftian shit, obviously, and there was definitely a bit of Event Horizon there. But yep, there's I a thought, lot of Event Horizon. Yeah. I thought of As Above, So Below as well, just because of, like, the descent, and as they go down, shit gets weirder and weirder and weirder, right? Like, with yeah. your depths comes craziness. So And they're losing sanity as it happens. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. for sure. <laughs> There's a sanity yeah. bar, is what you're saying? Their volume's gonna turn <laughs> up to maximum? It's gonna say their controller is unplugged? Or yeah. that their save game is corrupted? They're one of the chosen oh, that one was some the, of the chosen worst, which is actually kind of true in this case. Ah, uh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I think that scene where they're in hell is the best in the movie. There's the one like throwaway line where they actually like literally state, oh, we're in hell, which is kind of funny in and of itself. But aside from that, just the like images that you see, the dude, the like monster demon thing that's just like headbutting the pipe is oh my God. so fucking creepy. Brain. It's so creepy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Perfect. Everything is terrifying. Yeah. And this is the point when his ex-wife is getting, like, re-impregnated by the doctor, right? Yeah, you keep, you keep using that term, and I don't think you know what that means. She doesn't get re-impregnated. There's no, like, insemination happening. She's just well, suddenly pregnant. Yeah, she, and she got pregnant by his dark magics. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah, but you don't actually I'm not, see I'm not saying there's a sex scene in there. I know, not, but you kind of have to clarify that I'm not saying they were showing full penetration. Uh, I'm okay. Well, I guess I'm just making the clarification for our listeners that there's no like weird demon rape scene in this. She's just suddenly pregnant with a bunch of those scarab beetles from Egypt or from the that scene was awesome, man. That worked so well. That's one of the few instances of CGI effects I think they used and it worked really well. Uh, yeah, no, I totally agree. I think there's, I want to know if there's a specific name for the phobia of, uh, like pregnant like women shit with shit up moving from around. Under your skin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or ma- yeah, maybe just anything underneath your skin moving around, like the scarab beetles in the mummy. I bet, I bet that has. We've an always called that the mumps word. in the mummy, but this one's a little different. It kind of looks the same. They're just bumps moving around. Oh, but no, there are like eight hundred like... of them. Yeah. Oh god, yeah. yeah. Fuck that kind of fucked me up a little bit. 
Uh, what I liked yeah. about the, yeah, the what I liked about of, all that was that you had that going on simultaneous to these guys going into, hey, we're in hell, and both of those were offering you very different ways to make you unsettled. Like that was unsettling in its own right. I don't think you have to explain that. And the other one was really just a tour de force of their practical effects because each thing they saw was more and more crazy, right? And while it, yeah. it was it was another instance of them doing what they should have done with their budget and making it go as far as it possibly could have, like you see a couple crazy things off screen, things are coming at them, blah blah blah. You get that guy with the pipe, and then there's like the crazy like long legged upside down head spun backwards, but somehow upright like dog human thing. Yeah, that one yeah. was fucking awesome. That like ended up dragging Holy off shit. the meth head. So my yeah. question is, like, what actually had been going on with Dr. Who cares? Like, what was going on down there? <laughs> Why was he doing what he was doing? Like, was he trying to... I don't get it. I don't... I did. It did not... It was lost on me. He was trying I to resurrect his wife or daughter or whatever, But right? why... Like, why did what all of this stuff matter to that? Like, did... I don't... I don't think... Were they I sacrificial? Like, were they failed experiments? What were they? A combination I, thereof. They were okay. they were sacrificial failed experiments. Great. Okay. Then I guess I understood it. It was just not really well <laughs> articulated. It, it really, really, really isn't. And I yeah. think I think that's how they meant to bring the meth head guy in. So the movie opens with yeah, uh, well, a shootout it, at like some crack house. You don't know uh, that it, at the time. You think that these two guys are just bad guys though, and they're killing people. Yeah, this is the yeah. grandfather-grandson duo that aren't actually related that I was talking about earlier. Um, you never get their backstory at all. There's like some random wife that's pissed off in a flashback, but other than that, you don't see anything. So I think this is this is the story that I'm willing to create for this because they do not do any of this legwork. The doctor had been using the drug addicts as like subjects to work on his craft of bringing demons back from hell or whatever so that he could go into the afterlife and pluck his, it wasn't it his daughter, his daughter yeah. back from the afterlife and bring her to life. Yeah. That's what I'm getting from this. But uh, other than that, well I don't defined. get how these people are related whatsoever. Yeah, no, it doesn't explain it all. So yeah. Yeah. Um, and he kind of makes it happen, right? He uses the pregnant woman to open the portal. That's a triangle. <laughs> Another trope that we've seen a million times before. Yeah. Use the pregnant woman to open the portal. Yeah. <laughs> also, there's a portal. That old chestnut. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he, so he does this whole thing of like, I finally know how to do this. I'm bringing my daughter back. And then he brings his, quote, daughter back. And it's like a backwards head roaming around. It looks like the relic okay. is what it looks like. It when looks like that a giant demon thing from the relic. When that happens and the hospital shakes, that was my least favorite effect in the movie. Like, just the shaking the screen effect as they, like, cut back to everyone in the whole hospital shaking. That looked bad. Yeah. I mean, it was just, you could tell it was, like, an after effect. Yeah. Where it was just, like, move this up and down a bit, but it was all stagnant. Yeah. Eh. Yeah. Whatever. But I also, I mean, I don't know how I would have prefer I, they have to show it somehow i guess I, maybe you don't i don't know but i feel like there's well, a need to show it there's a need to show like the magnitude of the creation there so if you just have like just this beast appearing it's kind of underwhelming but if you do something like this it seems kind of hokey but so i, I don't I know like what i actually like shaking the cameras or something 
Mm, yeah. I, I think that looks a lot worse than you're giving it credit for. If you shake a camera, things, things, shit gets blurry and... Uh, yeah. yeah. Eh. Well, I didn't like how they did it either way. It's a rock and a hard um, place. It is. It is. What, and then our, our cop finds his ex-wife and they uh, make it through hell. Well, he finds his ex-wife's body and it's turned into a giant pile of tentacles. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing. And then there's sure. the whole scene where he confronts the doctor in front of the portal. And that brings us to the, the coup de grace, where instead of just accepting his fate as being dead, he takes him into the portal with him. Woo! Yeah! <laughs> I yeah. guess. It's a, it's this, a decent ending. This I love does. the ending. Just them gazing out over the limitless nothing and then the pyramid in the background. I'd be kind of happy with... I mean, all, all oh, said and done, sure. like... Well, okay, if you have to choose being the character who gets fucked over in any horror movie, this isn't going to be, like, my choice, but it's going to be near the top. Like, you get to explore the fucking void, man. There's a giant goddamn pyramid. You gotta go see what's going on in there. Yeah, it's probably probably limitless torture. It's probably, like, three seconds away from unending death. Just over That's why you, like, poke your head in, see what's going on. You don't like what you see. Don't (laughs) don't go in there. Oh, they're not going to like what they see. That always works. They might like what they see. Maybe they're into that. He gets to spend are. eternity, if, or maybe they're going to get killed immediately. But he might get he might get to spend eternity with his wife, which is fun. Being tortured. <laughs> being they're tortured not, together. They're Jake. not. Together. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's a team building exercise. Oh my god, I can't deal with it. <laughs> ratings. Yeah, let's two, do ratings. There are two survive. Oh, one more thing. There are two okay. survivors in this movie. I think. I don't know. There are probably still like a lot of cultists outside. Yeah, right? They never and really touch on that. They're like the two most meaningless characters in the movie. Yep. Uh, yep. One uh, literally has no lines. One does not say a single thing for the entire movie. Yeah, and then the other one is just like the worst. So, yeah. I didn't get that, but okay. Uh, I don't know. She's like the young up-and-coming nurse who wants to eh, whatever who's lazy and doesn't care about anything yeah yeah essentially refuses to perform a c-section when it's required of her well if she doesn't know how to do it and she's probably literally going to kill the girl i understand her pause but step up it's your time to shine i guess jake i've performed a number of c-sections only like 90 percent of them have gone poorly let's do ratings let's just get me the fuck (laughs) do ratings out of here We over at Easy Horror use a 1 through 10 rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one, think of how Tommy Wiseau would rate his chances that he hit her. I did not hit her. It's not true. It's bullshit. I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. And for 10, think of how Dragline would rate Cool Hand Luke's ability to eat 50 eggs. My boy says he can eat 50 eggs. He can eat 50 eggs. Story is the first category in which we rate these movies. Mark, um, we assigned you to start ha. first on this, so rate it for story. This is the the tale of two competing story ratings. I ended up <laughs> going with the five because it's a, it's an, in, it's a very unique story, and I'm giving it credit for that. Uh, like I said, you see some narrative things here that you've seen before. The, the lovers who have lost a child and grew apart. 
sacrificing the pregnant lady to open the portal. That stuff is kind of... You've seen that before, but the way everything is pieced together is fairly novel and unique. Uh, I'm giving it credit for that. But it also, on the flip side, there's so much that is not explained. There are characters that you don't need. I, I don't get where the, the old guy and the young guy who doesn't talk come in. I don't get where the meth head comes in without doing like a significant amount of work. Um, like benefit the benefit of the doubt for the movie and just assuming that this is the story they meant to give me. But none of that stuff is contained in the movie. So those two things balancing out, I think it's right down the middle. Uh, it's really good and it's also really bad at the same time. And I'm giving it the average of those two. Wow. All right. Yeah. Jake, how about you? I don't disagree with Mark, but I think in the end he gave it more credit for like the novelty side of things, the what it did that we haven't really seen before. But if I'm sitting down and I'm reading the script to this, I don't know what that looks like. It's got to look weird, right? It's, it's like a stack look of like papers it's, that's well, stapled together. <laughs> Yeah. Not stapled together, Mark. Treatments don't come that way. God okay. damn it. They have a binding. It's nice. You got to make it look good. Professionalism, Mark. This is why none of your treatments have ever been picked up, Mark. <laughs> You're just stapling them all together. That's okay. Learn something new every day. There is a very, very palpable lack of story in this movie. And I cannot go with five. I also can't go extraordinarily low. I'm going to give it a four. I kind of want to go a little lower, but I won't. Hmm. How's that? Interesting. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I gave it a five. Okay, uh, for great. For many of the reasons that Mark said. I don't have a lot to add here. I think it's a unique concept, but well, the story itself is not the reason you're watching it. Which is why it's... Okay, whatever. A five. The no. funny thing is I had actually started a little bit higher. I had started in like the six-ish range. And talk to myself down the more I thought about it because of the character development. So, I, I don't know. I think from a concept level, it depends on where you think concept falls in these categories. If you're watching, I think, it falls I think into you story. are. Yeah, I think you are watching this movie for the concept, but you're not watching it for the actual literal story that's happening. Sure. So I'm disagreeing sure. with Jake to some extent on on the not well, watching it for the story. But thing. then the story, it's okay. That's fine. I mean, I get your tale of two stories because if you think of concept and then story, I, it's not a great story. I, yeah, but you you literally just said that the concept falls into story, so do it does. It's but concept? it's still it's still below average. Okay, fair enough. We're we're, we're one point apart, in... so <laughs> <laughs> no, you're wrong. Got to move on. You're wrong. <laughs> world building and immersion is up next. Mark, hit us with your world building and immersion score. I went, uh, I went really high on this one. I, I gave it a seven and a half. This one pulled me in. Uh, it, it has a little bit of the uh, last shift treatment to some extent. Where I'm really happy you said that. What did you say? I'm really happy you said that. Continue. Um, <laughs> Mark's I, not I'm used just, to receiving praise. Yeah, I'm, I'm in shock. I, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you totally threw me off. Uh, where you, you go didn't even from end like, it with you fucking idiot. Like, I guess I guess my point is you're going from like scare to scare to scare to scare. It, you, it it's kind of like riding like a like a funhouse train. You're just going from room to room, seeing different things happen. Um, and in that, and I think they do it really well. There's ways that you can do that where it takes you out because there's no sense of connectivity. But they do it well enough here that it actually pulls you in pretty well. Um, that being said, 
there's some stuff like I like I said earlier the the lighting and some of the effects are egregious at points not so much the effects but like the lighting will if you are photosensitive at all it will give you a headache at points in this movie uh, so I did knock it for those important things. to note that does not mean that it is bad it's not bad there are but it I, is harsh there are points I wish it was different <laughs> yes yeah fair and and they did it specifically to hide the budget of the effects which so I understand why it's there but that's not really an excuse when it's it just makes it a little bit harder to watch. Yeah. All right, Jake, how about you? World building and immersion. I really, really, really agree with Mark and what he said about the last shift effect, the going from here to here to here to here to the scares. Like, all of that, I, I totally agree with. He gave it a seven and a half. I'm going to give it a five because oh, wow. I have to find somewhere to put the acting or how the writing rendered the delivery of lines. And I thought that that to a point that you made earlier, Jack was pretty noticeable throughout the entirety of the movie. And it hurt yeah. it a lot for me. So that's why I'm giving it a five, uh, which sucks because I, I do want to give it higher. I felt pretty immersed in everything that was going on from a visual standpoint, aside from a couple of times where to your point, Mark, the lighting was kind of like, Whoa, I've, I've got to like blink here for a second. But whenever people were talking, which thankfully was not all the time, a little bit hard for me. <laughs> a little bit hard. Whenever people were talking, it was hard for me. It was. <laughs> it was a little bit hard. Uh, that's why it's getting a five. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Jack, give it your 6.25. Um, <laughs> I, I gave it a seven. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah. I, I, I agree with what, what both of you said. Jake, I get it. I, like I said, I think that was one of the weakest parts of the movies was the dialogue or, or how it was delivered. Like when two people are talking, it's like, oh, just get to the next awesome fucking scene. But when those were happening, I was sucked all the way in and I just really, really wanted to see the next one. So it's it's high, but it's not as high as it could be. It's a seven. I, I want to weigh in a little bit on that. I, I'm with you guys that it's not stellar, but... It just didn't. It didn't take me out like it took you guys out. The acting and the. Dialogue. Well, I mean, I rated it a seven. Like it, it didn't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I he's hear speaking what, I mean, to me right now. Yeah, I'm just saying, it's not Don't great, but it is that son of a bitch. It is, it is fine. It's acceptable, especially, and I, it I don't is mean acceptable, it to... and I gave it an acceptable score. All right. Okay. <laughs> Let's move along. Scare factor, Mark. Scare factor score. Uh, this is, I, I'm probably going to regret this one at the end of the year, but Ooh. I went kind of high on this one. I gave it a seven and a half. There's stuff here that, uh, kind of makes you squirm. I, I talked about the guy in hell with the pipe and his head repeatedly hitting the pipe. That was a very effective scene. Uh, the initial zero to 60 scene where you walk in and the nurse has like the bloody scissors, like it's in the guy's eye socket. Bonkers? Yeah. Uh, there's some shit that will catch you off guard in this uh and it's there's not a lot of jump scares is the other thing i i'm fine with jump no. scares for the most part but i feel like these scares are well constructed uh and lingering and this is the type of thing that like if you were to see this as someone who doesn't watch a lot of horror movies this shit would stick with you uh, and as a result i, I kind of erred on the side of high so i went seven and a half yeah I think that's fair. Jake, how about you? Yeah, I like that you mentioned the nurse scene again. And as you're mentioning it, mentioning it in that particular way that time, it 
threw me back to Black Mountainside. And that scene was somewhat similar to like when they walk in and he's like dismembering the guy yeah. on the gurney. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Belgian doctor or whatever. A little bit like that. I would like to go home now. It was like that, right? <laughs> um, God, that movie's great. Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree with you, Mark. I'm not going to go quite as high. I think that we're getting to a point where, like, it's a little bit difficult for me to put myself in those shoes where it's like I'm someone who doesn't watch a lot of horror movies, and maybe that desensitization is something that I need to account for better. But it's difficult. Um, honestly, I'm giving this one a score based on how I feel in comparison to a lot of the other scare factor scores that I've given. Um, it feels like about a six to me, so I'm just going to go ahead and stick with it because it's a little bit difficult for me to assign this one for some reason. All right. All right. I uh, I gave it a seven. Okay. I think it blends a lot of things really well. It has the gore. We've talked about that. That's really well done. The stabbing in the eye, all that shit's good. The creepy shit with just the guy repeatedly ramming his head into the, like, the pipe, that works on both a gore and just a creepy level. Like, they just run into that. Ugh. But then it also has just some terrifying isolation aspects and, like, they try to go outside to get the shotgun. There's all the people in the white robes outside. That's really fucking creepy. Like, it's oh, got yeah. a lot of different aspects of scariness covered. Good call, Good call and, on that. Yeah, I just... I almost wanted to give it an 8, but I, huh. I don't know. I that felt... I don't know. It just doesn't, doesn't quite feel like an 8, but it certainly doesn't feel lower than a 7, so... 7. Fair. All right. Effects, or judicious lack thereof, is our penultimate category. Mark, hit us with your score for that. This was kind of a hard one for me to come in on, because, like I said earlier, there are a lot of effects, but in a strange way, I want to give it credit for the judicious lack thereof of effects. Uh, I've also talked about, you know, when you can see the effects outright. There are times that it looks great. Honestly, the hell scene, phenomenal looking. But while you're still in Act 1 in the hospital... The face peeling and the actual original like shape-shifting monster really don't look good. I get that there was a budget, uh, but I still have to penalize it a little bit there. Uh, beyond that, I am also still penalizing it a little bit for the lighting because that's part of the effects. And it's uh, it make things hard to look at. Um, I gave it a six and a half. That's probably harsh. I'm sure you guys will come in a little bit higher than this is what I would expect. But I just I want to be the voice of reason here a little bit. <laughs> there's a budget. I like the preemptive voice of reason. Yeah. There's there's uh there's a budget. They did well on the budget, but you can see the boundaries that they were working within. The last thing I wanted to say was that the costumes of the of the cultists are really choice. Love that shit. Yeah. That alone yeah. was worth at least a half a point. <laughs> All right, Jake, how about you? What's your uh, effects or you just lack thereof score? So this is not my effects score but what i will give them in terms of <laughs> hold on their ability to utilize <laughs> I gave you a very specific instruction <laughs> <laughs> this is the effects category i'm gonna i'm giving a sub score i'm giving a score for like part of effects and then i'll give you my real oh, score good good this isn't convoluted no, enough you, our, our you, fucking podcast. you need you need this you too need this <laughs> these filmmakers what they did in this movie in terms of effects, with the budget that they had and how they went about getting that budget to create set effects and the execution that came about from that is a 10. Okay, there you go. I gave it yes. 10, but my effects score is ultimately going to be an 8.5. I do agree with what Mark said. Some of the lighting just doesn't make it pretty to look at. 
face stuff that you've mentioned as well, Mark. Okay, I'll give you that. I it looks bad. I, uh, yeah, I'll give you that. I didn't have any problems with the first shape-shifting monster. It was just kind of gross practical that was hard to make out exactly what it was, but that's okay because it was ultimately was intended to be gross practical. Uh, even when they use CG, considering the budget, I didn't think that that CG was bad at all. Like, it's really easy to go astray with that shit, and they did a pretty good job of not letting that ruin what they had built to that point. Uh, also, we'll just throw in a quick thing about the sound. I thought the sound was actually pretty good in this one. Helped with the atmosphere overall. Agree with you about the guys in white. Eight and a half for me. All right. Uh, yeah, I gave it a nine. It's... yeah tremendous i mean they did an incredible job it isn't perfect you guys have mentioned some flaws i think they're there the face stuff didn't get to me as much as it did to either of you um and i liked the first shape-shifting monster but it certainly isn't perfect uh the lighting's a part of that but i thought they blended practical and cgi very well like her bubbling stomach pregnancy thing is cgi and looks awesome really fucking got to me so i think it did that very well. It was a good blend of the two. They went balls out with the practical, and it paid off. I They did just a tremendous job. It's not perfect, but it's about as well as you can do without being absolutely perfect. So nine cool. gets from me. I think that's totally fair. I, I agree. I feel bad penalizing it as much as I did. but I, Yeah, I, you, I really, you really shat on it. <laughs> uh, I, overall, Mark... Uh, I'm tilting it up actually mathematically, but not by a whole lot. I ended up giving it a seven. This is a this is a really fun movie to watch. It's it's not really able to compete with, uh, you know, the eights, nines, tens of the world. I actually, don't think I, I still don't think I've given any movie a ten. But it's uh, to get into that range, you really need to have a better better fleshed out story. Uh, so this movie is really fun to watch, but the second you start thinking about like why the fuck are these people here or why aren't they doing this thing? Why aren't they doing this thing? It kind of starts to fall apart. Uh, but if you just kind of ride the train, you know what I mean? You, you have fun. It's good. It's good to watch. It's a good horror movie. And that hell scene, ticket, take the ride. Yeah. That hell scene alone (laughs) is awesome. Yeah. It's great. Seven. How about you overall? Um, it's funny. I don't know if I've ever had so many scores that were as different as they are with marks yet only to end up with the exact same score overall. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tilting mine up by more than a full point. Uh, yeah, this thing are. to me is really just a tour de force of effects. I'll not a lot, like that's what I am judging it on first and foremost. Everything else like, yeah, wasn't that great, but because of the effects that brought up the immersion, it brought up the scare factor really the story i guess is what i'm talking about and this is a classic example of a lot of those movies that it's tipping a tattoo of yeah we're not really here to tell you a great story we're here to entertain the fuck out of you gross you out show you some crazy shit and it does exactly that like mark i've never given a 10 to a movie i'm sure that'll shock you guys but uh this one (laughs) this one gets uh definite thumbs up for me in terms of the just absolute inflation that i'm stacking onto the numbers that i gave it Jake, you've never given a nine to a movie. Eh, close. <laughs> well, uh, this probably won't come as too much of a surprise, but we've come full circle on it. I gave it a seven. Oh, my so God. We, we did the, the trifecta here. We yeah, we it. did. Good, Good work, work, boys. Technically, wow. I, I'm going to put this one in there. Technically, Jake gave it an eight because he refuses to use the whole width of the scale. 
That's true. So That's it's true. two sevens and an eight. Debatable. And I use beyond the width of the scale, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Good I don't have too much more to add. This movie's a ton of fucking fun. It's more effects than anything else, but it's still great. It's really worth a watch. I, I think these guys did a tremendous job. At, yeah, just it's a great movie. I will say, we've all said that it's fun, but the interesting thing about this one is it's it's interesting to watch, but it's also full it's, of nightmare fuel. Yeah, it's not fun. Like, yeah, no, this it's not shit like a will, fun time. If you watch this with like your 10-year-old, he will be sleeping in your room for oh, the next shit. five years. Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah, this will fuck you up. The funness yeah. comes from the effects. Yeah. That cannot yes. be made clear yeah, yeah. enough. It comes from sickos <laughs> like us who have seen what we've seen. Yeah, for uh, sure. Yes. Yeah. You get desensitized, man. You can't go back. Yeah. And then you go All watch right. Event well, Horizon. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Where we're going, we don't need any eyes. <laughs> Should we uh, get the fuck out of here? Yeah, it seems yes, like we've let's. gone on long enough. This was episode 32 now of the A to wow. Z Horrorcast. Check out everything we have going on. Head over to A to Z Horror.com. Hit us up on Twitter, the Horror Amino app, or head over to downrightcreepy.com slash phantom. That's where you'll find us. And as Jack said at the start of the episode, a lot of other cool shit that's going on. Give them all a look, guys. It's really cool stuff. As always, the music this episode has been coming at you from space. That's space without the A. And next week, we're getting back into the draft of sorts that we had for all these different movies and we're taking a look at i believe a mark movie oh we're yeah look buddy at 1408 oh no that wasn't me. no that was a jack that movie. was a jack movie we're gonna look yeah. at 1408 <laughs> so until <laughs> then weird. yeah well that's how you have to say it until then get your buddies grab some beers and go watch some more movies have a great week everybody Oh, I got something to say. This is important. It's not important.